NBA and the game of basketball would truly miss you, and I personally would truly miss you. And an 81 point game. Growing up watching you as a little kid. Slap dunk, Kobe Bryant. Huge fan of yours. Growing up being my idol. It's been motivation to kids like me everywhere. Nobody in the NBA has made an impact on this earth and outside of this universe like you have. Out to Kobe. These 20 years of watching you has been a blast. So it was crazy being able to be here a part of your last season. It's been an honor playing with you, Kobe. I appreciate everything that you've done for us. It's been a complete honor sharing the court with you and being able to call you my teammate. It's sad to see you go, OG. The game gonna miss you. Just want to say thank you, man. Thanks, Kobe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything you did. And we really appreciate everything that you've done for the game. Whatever it is that you choose to do after this, I know you're going to be a, another black mama at that as well. Yo, what up? It's your boy Chip T. What's good with you, man? Your boy Tuck. Yeah, man. Some sad news uh, over the last, what, 48 hours? Yeah, it's been about a couple of days now, man. I want to hold on, before we start, man. I want to apologize. I was listening to the last podcast, and your boy sound country as hell. Ah, oh, man, it you happens know? to the best of us, man. All right, so I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to get some of that country slang out, but I can't help it though. Yeah, man. How you been uh, dealing with the, the the passing and the homecoming of Kobe Bryant? Honestly, man, it hit me a lot harder than what I thought it would. Um, I didn't think it would hit me as hard as it would just because I watched Kobe. You know, I remember going to see him play in um, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, in the Beach Ball Classic when he was um, in high school at Lower Marion. And just watching him come up, you know, just seeing his progress. And, you know, he was my favorite player before LeBron came into the game. I grew up a Jordan fan, but Kobe was just, Kobe was just that dude. He was a killer, man. And just seeing him just progress throughout the years and, it, it, it took it pretty hard. Yeah, like when I seen it on TMZ, because uh, I think one of one uh, one of our one of our friends hit us up and said, "Was this real?" And um, you know, there's always these death hoax and all this stuff, and then you kind of kind of get uh, numb to it because you see people always try to put people dying and it's being fake and stuff. So you take everything with a grain of salt. But when you kind of realize that it was true. Uh, man, that was just a, a sad time. Like, that's one of those moments where you you kind of don't forget where you were when you heard it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, so. It's kind of like it's kind of like how, you know, 9-11. I ain't going to say it's as tragic as 9-11, but just to the just to the point where you, you won't forget. You didn't forget where you were at where you found out. Yeah, man. Um, and, it, and, and the crazy part was uh, everybody was tuning in to the, the NBA um, the night prior because – um, LeBron James was going to uh, pass him as the total points leader. He was going to be number three. I uh, put in Kobe Bryant to fourth. So that's that's what was kind of crazy about it because everybody was already had Kobe Bryant in their mind. They had LeBron James because LeBron James was going to surpass him on the all-time points uh, leader. So it, it, it's fucked up. It is. Like I said, gone too soon. And I think – I think it hit a lot of people harder just because, you know, you want to – your condolences goes out to everyone, everyone that was on that plane, all the families. But also, you know, he was with his daughter, who was like his little protege. You mm-hmm. know, she had that – she definitely had that mama mentality. Just – it seemed like she, 
you know, lived and breathed basketball, just like her dad. Yeah, man, I don't, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know, man, because you kind of, when you, when you seen that and stuff, uh, one of the biggest anxieties that I have is, you know, when you want to sit there and see your, your kids grow up and stuff, and uh, Kobe Bryant was the, the father of four girls, and it's just kind of sad that, one, he lost his life, and then his uh, oldest daughter, uh, Gigi, uh, she passed away with him and stuff, so I just couldn't imagine what what he was thinking at the time when his helicopter uh, fell to the ground, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I saw a report today. <clears throat> Sorry about, I'm a little bit under the weather right now, but um, I saw a report today. I don't know if it's true or not. I was just reading just all the news coming out of it, but I guess when they found Kobe Bryant's body, his daughter was, I guess, tucked into him, so they found them together. Mm. You know, and I don't know how true it is. I was just reading just different reports, but um, it's something that I can definitely believe. Cause I think any father, you know, you you're facing death. You're gonna do what you can to still protect your your little one. Yeah, that, that I mean that's a fact, man. Um, but like Kobe Bryant to us, uh, well, I know you grew up watching Jordan. Like I remember Jordan, but I I would say that Kobe Bryant was a Jordan of my era than obviously moved into LeBron James. So when you see people like that uh, pass away and, you know what I'm saying, go home, you it, it kind of takes you back because we all don't know when our time is coming. We don't know where we're going to go. We don't know how how our life will end on this earth and stuff. But sometimes I feel like we take it for granted. And it's times like this that makes you want to sit there and hug, hug your loved ones makes you want to sit there and, and, and be better. You know what I mean? Because right. um, even though he had his trials and tribulations, just like all of us do, um, one thing that he always, uh, from what I've seen in the last couple of years, cherished was just being a father. I remember there was a video that they showed of him and Gigi sitting courtside, and he was like kind of like coaching, like telling her about the game of basketball. So like who who better to learn from the game of basketball than Kobe Bryant? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I think Kobe was a mentor to, you know, just a lot of the players from the NBA. You know, I think he had his competitive fire. When he first came into the league was, I don't need any friends. I don't want you as my friend. I'm trying to destroy everybody I play against, which is nothing wrong with that. I think why, why people, that's the big reason why people love them. But I think as time got, you know, went on, he kind of looked at, without even trying, I'm these guys are looking at me as a mentor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I need to I need to learn how to take learn and stop fighting and accept that role as a mentor, and let me show my knowledge off because my time is coming to an end. You know what? How many years he do it? 19, 20 years? Twenty years. Uh, shit. From what he came in the league at seventeen, played twenty years, same team, five yeah, 20- championships. That's that's so rare. Twenty years and this man is like, hey, you know, after a while, you know, all the greats, you see them start to slowly slow down because that's one thing. Father Tom is undefeated. Undefeated. You know, and I think that Kobe starts seeing that and it's like instead of me trying to fight it, my body, you know, I need to listen to my body. Let me start. Let me go ahead and accept this whole mentor role. And I think I remember watching his um, retirement speech. Not even his speech. I think one of his interviews. His last season, and he was happy. Like you can tell, he's kind of he reminded me of a kid that's counting down their senior year of high school. Like I'm done with school, 
Like yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait for the season to be over. Let's keep keep these games going so I can be done with this. And that's how like all of us feel. Like, I mean, even if you are in your job or compared to what, what like I'm not comparing uh, obviously people's jobs to what Kobe Bryant did. I mean, it's just the grind, the hustle that you do every day, like and to be able to see the light of the end of the tunnel that he's seen, like it's a it's a joyous thing. Like you you sit there and sacrifice so much. You're able to provide for your family. You were able to sit there and basically give your family generational wealth, which is what he did. And I mean, it's a it's a joyous feeling when you can sit there and say that I did what I needed to do to set my family up to be successful. Right. I think that's the hard thing that so many people just loved about Kobe. And also, you know, he was taken so soon. I think he's the youngest NBA player or MVP to die that to die so soon. I think the average age is around 65, 70-ish. Dude is 41 years old, you know. So he's so young, still has so much to offer. Yeah, man. And just let's, like, let's go over some of his stats, though. Like, when you look at Kobe Bryant, what, he – Played in the league for 20 years, uh, 18 NBA All-Star appearances, five NBA championships, only one MVP. But, I mean. I, I mean, if you, you want to get debated, well, he should have had at least two. I think that year that they gave it to Steve Nash. Yeah, yeah. You know, that should have been Kobe. I think everyone knew that. But, you know, he has five rings. I take those five rings over MVP any day. Yeah, it started in eleven thousand no eleven hundred ninety eight games, played in thirteen hundred and forty six games. Just his stats are unbelievable. First ballot Hall of Fame, and how do you feel about them sitting there trying to switch the logo of the NBA to Kobe Bryant? I mean, I think it's a great honor. I really do think it's a great honor, but um, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of iffy about that. Like, if they change it, they change it. If they don't. You know, I'm still cool with that too. Yeah, I wish it. I wish it kind of would have been a Jordan logo, but I, if they do it to Kobe, I'm happy with that too. The guy's definitely, you know, he's an icon. Definitely an icon. And do you feel like, because you know, like sometimes I feel there's a saying that, and I think all of us can attest to this, where you need to sit there and give people their fly flowers. Um, when they're alive, you know what I mean? You don't want to sit there and kind of eulogize a person when they're not here. Um, and one thing that, which, which sucks is, and I know like your Jordan fans of the world and stuff and your LeBron fans, I feel like right now people might sit there and feel some type of way because do you think he has the honor bestowed upon him to have his jersey like retired amongst the 32 NBA teams? I think so. Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, this this is society, and I think this is the part that sucks about society and how sports fans are going to look at it. Right now, in a lot of people's eyes, Kobe is the greatest ever, which is cool. That's that's arguable. I'm mm-hmm. not going to knock that out. But I, I don't wish on anyone, but let if something ever happened to Jordan soon or LeBron James, those same people, just because – that person passed, like, oh, they're the greatest now. And I'm just a firm believer that, you know, you should give accolades out when people are alive. Don't wait till they're dead to mm-hmm. say, this person is this, this person is that. Say it and mean it and stick with it. You know, I'm always going to put Kobe number three. And that's not going to change to me. But that's still not an insult to Kobe either, though. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you got to look at it. To be number three amongst thousands of players that played in the league and stuff and um it's not it's not it's not a bad feat like to be number three like to be on a you would agree that he would be on the Mount Rushmore for NBA like the NBA Mount Rushmore you agree he would be on that right that that right there is a different that's a different subject than my rankings like that's just my personal rankings but when you put him on the Mount Rushmore you have to take into stats and accolades um a lot of people won't put him on the Mount Rushmore. You know, you're going to have to have your Magic Johnson, your Wilt Chamberlain's, Jerry West, you know, things of that nature. So that's going to be a little bit tough. I don't know if I'll put him on the Mount Rushmore. He, a person, he's on my personal Ru- Mount Rushmore, but, you know, if you want to go by stats, that's going to be kind of – that's a good debate right there. Yeah, but I, I think sometimes people put him on the Mount Rushmore because – I, and I and I don't want to sit there and and say that we're sitting there, but it, it is true though. I will sit there and say this: sometimes we don't recognize greatness until it's taken away from us. You know what I mean? Like we grew up in a Tom Brady era, um, and I think when you look back at it, you'll sit there and look back at Tom Brady and sit there and say, like, man, he was a great quarterback. But we don't recognize the greatness because we see it in the day that it is like we didn't, we, we didn't see Martin Luther King. We didn't see Malcolm X. We didn't see those historical figures in the day, in the presence of when it was happening. But now that we go back and look at it, you can sit there and say, man, that was a great person. And I, and that's how I feel when you look at Kobe Bryant, we seen him grow up. We seen him uh, become, he wasn't, I wouldn't, I mean, you could sit there and say he was one of the faces of the league. You can say that. Oh, right? No, no doubt about it. Like, Excuse me. Everyone had that thing right there. Like, after Jordan leaves, what's going to happen to the league? Mm-hmm. Okay, do you have this young high school kid who had the same fire as Jordan, who game was so, it's like a mirror image of Jordan, and but he wasn't trying to be Jordan. He's like, I'm going to be my own person. I was looking at some of the stuff that people were saying about him online, and I think um, Stephen A. Smith said that Kobe told him one time, he was like, if I was in my prime, he's like, I'll, I'll drag Jordan. And he thought he was joking, like, that's Michael Jordan. He's like, I would drag him. And he told Michael Jordan that. So I think Kobe was up for that challenge to be like, I want to be the face, but I'm going to do it my way. And then LeBron came. So I think Kobe was definitely, definitely up for the challenge. But that man's work ethic was just, he was, he was, he just, he, he was transcending through sports. You know, everyone loved his mentality. Yeah, and it's that mama mentality. I think all of us had that mentality because everybody wants to be better. Like, and it's not being arrogant, it's not being cocky, it's not being rude, but everybody wants to be the best in whatever field that you're in. And that could be from business, that can be from anything that you, you do. Like, you want to be the best of the best in anything that you do. And then he kind of showed showed that he uh, grinded. Um, if you would look at any of the documentaries that he did, like, you can see that he got up at 4 o'clock in the morning to go work out. And he was still there for his kids and all that stuff. So when you look at a person like that, and most people can sit there and say, like, when Kobe was alive, just like when Tom Brady was, uh, you kind of hated them because you just didn't understand the level of greatness that it was because you wanted to see him lose. But when you sit back and you look at it, hindsight 2020, his work ethic, his worth ethic was uh, second to none. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I never, luckily, I never grew up with a favorite basketball team. Like, I used to watch the Bulls because Jordan and Pippen. 
but I didn't have that one team that if they lost, it bugged me. You know, like my Gamecocks or something like that. Yeah. But I think Kobe, I love watching Kobe play. Like, like I said, I formed my shot mm. after Kobe. I used to watch videos of shooters, and I was just looking at Kobe and just, you know, the things you had to do to get your shot like that, to try to emulate his shot was just tough. But he was just a big, big inspiration. That dude, his instinct was, we down by one, give me the ball. You know, mm. you, you, I, I'm going to take that shot. If I miss it, you know what, next game, I'm going to take the same shot again. And you have to respect that. Definitely. Like, life lessons. Yeah, you definitely, you can sit there and look at him and, you can sit there and hate him or love him, but at the end of the day, he tried his best to be one of the greatest players out there. Um, and in my opinion, and it's just my opinion, he'll go down as one of the greatest players that ever played a game of basketball. And 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 you got to look at his life, being that he only was on this earth for forty one years. But sometimes I think people look at life and they look at life for longevity. They look at somebody living 80 years. I think Kobe lived on this earth for 41 years and he served his purpose. I mean, you got to think this man played basketball for half his 41 years. Mm-hmm. You know, so he definitely served his purpose because I'm looking at all the love just, you know, around the world for this guy. You know, it's not about basketball. You know, it's bigger than basketball. It's bigger than sports. It's just people really loved this man. And I'm seeing both positive and negatives, you know, which I think is horrible, but that's life. But just the message and he was just an inspirational person. I definitely think it hit it hit me a lot harder than what I thought it'd be. I was kind of surprised. Like, wow, this bothering me so much. And, I mean, it does bother you. Like, you don't know what type of events or type of, uh, incidents will bother you until it happens. Um, but, I mean, there's not even nothing I can sit there and say that is good about this because I, I, I just don't know. Like, it, it's fucked up how it ended. Um, I'm sad that his daughter was on a plane with him. But, I mean, he, he left his earth with doing what he loved. Like, he was on the way to a basketball game. Like, he sit there and congratulated LeBron James. He sit there and showed humility um, because most people, you know, basketball is a competitive sport. Like, basketball is one of those sports where the individual can change a game. He was very transcendent and that he was very um, just he, like that Mamba mentality. Like, uh, you look at it and you sit there and see somebody like him and you sit there and see what he went through, like, Grew up overseas, grew up learning different languages. He uh, was in the shadow of his father. He came in the shadow of Michael Jordan. And for him to sit there and embrace that and then succeed, you, there's nothing that you can say negative about him. Like, he, he, he did everything that he needed to do. And, like, people in the NBA right now, uh, people that will come after, after he perished, they're always going to look up to him and try to emulate him. I mean, I hope that I know everybody's still mourning, but I really hope in due time we start to celebrate this man's life more than anything, you know, celebrate his death, you know, all the things that he showed and gave to the game. Because if you really think about it, when it comes to like the greatest, I know it's different eras, but Kobe to me is the one that came up in the toughest era. 
if you think about it, he came up young when Jordan was still the man. You know, the Bulls were still the team to beat. He's coming up, and now he's the man. He has Shaq, things of that nature, but you also have this young lion coming up behind you in LeBron James and D. Wade, Steph mm-hmm. Curry. These guys are coming up strong, and you're like, okay, I'm still the best in the game, but I have to work a lot harder because these guys coming up right now, they're not even getting their prime. They're still up there with me. So I think he came in the league. I think his era was a lot tougher than a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, the game definitely changed from when Jordan played and all, all the other people that came before him. Like, the rules changed. Um, sports science changed. Obviously, people get stronger and faster. That just happens. And he uh, took it took it in stride, and I, I believe he conceded. So, I mean, I know it's a somber <laughs> a, a somber um, a moment right now, but we're going to put you on a quick break, come back, uh, relive the life of Kobe Bean Bryant, and then we're just going to get out of here. Be right back. Chip T. Talk, talk. How much more do you want from me? More. How much more successful do you want me to be? More successful. How many records can my records break? More records. But, but I'm the best. But are you a different animal and the same beast? What the f- does that mean, Kobe Bryant? Yo, man. Kobe Bryant was like a low-key philosopher. He was, man. Very, very. Yeah, that, man, that man was deep, man. I, I, think, I think Kobe, he has such a, a huge sense of humor. But what I wanted to talk about, I know this, this topic is going to get bought up. What's that? And I think, I think we touched upon it a little bit, you know, at the first segment. But with the, with, with the sudden passing of Kobe Bryant, you know, will this change a lot of people's views when it comes to ranking Kobe Bryant? I mean, that's a legitimate question. You know, like, should, should death, if, if Kobe Bryant was number five or something on somebody else's chart, does his death bump him up to number one? I mean, we, I mean, you can go back and look at that and say that people do that all the time. Like, you sit there and somebody dies, you kind of sit there and try to legitimize their life and try to see if their life was meaningful on this earth and stuff. When, like, like I said before, you kind of, sometimes I think we don't sit there and recognize greatness when it's in front of our eyes. You think we take it for granted? Yeah, we do because um, just in, I mean, just in our in our lifetime and stuff, we can sit there and see uh, with the emergence of social media and stuff, you kind of look for instant gratification. You don't sit there and let somebody work themselves into greatness and stuff because you look at Kobe, Kobe Bryant and you can see how heavily touted he was coming out of high school and stuff. And some would say he played in the league 20 years and he only went to the uh, NBA All-Star game 18 out of those 20 years. At a point, his worst year, um, coming out the league, coming into the league, you wouldn't think that you you would think that he would have been transcended and been an all star. I mean, I remember watching his first season. I mean, people don't know Kobe when he came in the league, he didn't start; he came off the bench. Mm. But you know, I think it's all going to stick out to him that that Utah series. His first year, I think his first or second year, and he just shot air ball after air ball after air ball. Mm-hmm. 
And you just couldn't believe, like, this This the man that's the future? This the guy that's going to take over for Jordan? But I think it's how he bounced back is another reason why so many people just fell in love with Kobe Bryant. Uh, yeah, and he had his trials and tribulations. Uh, and I know you don't want to speak somebody – you don't want to speak of somebody um, in their death or in their passing in a negative way um, because I, I hope that nobody would do that for myself or yourself. But um, I mean, quick question for you real quick. Do you think – do you think his untimely death is gonna put a spark on the Lakers? Do you do you think that makes them favorites to win the championship now? Um, sometimes I think that motivation uh, that is external um, does kind of transcend transcend into sports. So yeah, I, I do think that, I, I do think they have something to prove. I do think. Um, I mean, you kind of root for. Like in a, in an American society, I, I can't speak for other societies because I don't know. I think when tragedy does happen, you kind of, I, I think as as an American, you kind of get behind that and you kind of want to root for it. You you want to see that the Lakers they 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 lost one of the the faces um of their organization, and this would be one of those perfect years. It was just like I'm um, not trying to compare nine eleven to um to this and stuff but when the Patriots won that year you kind of felt good because it's the Patriots logo it, it kind of transcended the Patriots to what they are now like the face of the NFL like the Patriot way so I, I didn't feel good at all when they won I mean but I, I didn't I mean but when they won were you disappointed yeah because my team didn't win in 2001 yeah, I think actually no, the two thousand. Yeah, it was two thousand one. Cause yeah, the the pan was the pan though the Panthers were. Yeah, the Panthers, the Panthers yeah, came yeah, yeah. Ninety five, ninety five. Came to the league. What you talking about? Yeah, ninety five. I'm sorry, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I my team like that. Yeah, I thought y'all came in after that, man, because y'all trash. Listen, uh, but <laughs> not trying to <laughs> sit there. Other people's put, children, man. Like, uh, I'm not even trying to laugh for this show, but like, yeah, I, in two thousand one, when that did happen, and the Patriots won, it was like. It kind of was like, all right, this was supposed to happen. It felt like a storybook ending. I mean, I can, I felt that storybook ending a handful of times in sports. That I mean, that day, that time wasn't one. Um, but I do think this year, there's a lot of people that's like, they want. I think a lot of people want the Lakers to win, just because hey, this is a tribute to Kobe, and I think it kind of takes pressure off LeBron. Yeah, it does. It takes pressure off him, but um, no matter what LeBron does, and and I'm not a Lakers fan. Um, I respect the organization just as I do as the Patriots, but LeBron, no matter what he does, will never be the face of the Lakers organization. Like um, when you have somebody that is um, so transcendent as um, Magic Johnson say that Kobe Bryant is the face of the Lakers and he's a six-time NBA champion and he can sit there and say that Kobe Bryant that won five NBA championships is the face of the Lakers. You have to respect that. Do you, Before Kobe Bryant died, who who would you say was the best Laker ever? Uh, from, for, for, for me, I think when I, when 
just because I'm I'm basing this off of my response off of what I've seen. Kobe Bryant was the face of the Lakers from my generation. Okay. Yeah, like I I I don't remember seeing Magic Johnson play. Like I remember everything after, like um, him being a businessman, him being a a GM, him being a mogul, because that's what he is. That's what I know Magic Johnson for. But when you say Lakers, the first thought, the first person that comes to mind is Kobe Bryant. Then it would be Phil Jackson. And then, I mean, you can go through a litany of other people that you can sit there and say Lakers and try to match it up with. But when you say Lakers, I look at the first person in mind that comes to my mind would be Kobe Bryant. Okay. No, I think he. I always thought he was the greatest Laker ever between him and Shaq. Do you think Shaq would be before Magic Johnson? I think Shaq would be. I, I think Shaq would be up there before Phil Jackson. Mm. I, just, when I think when I think of Phil Jackson, I think of Chicago Bulls. Mm, okay. Well, well like, like like I said, Magic I'm, Johnson. I, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I, like I'm like I I did I see I seen Jordan play, but I wouldn't like just for 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 my generation. I remember Phil Jackson as a Laker, not as a as a Bull. So, um, how do you feel now that, like, after you've seen everything that happened on Sunday, how do you feel, like, now how stuff will change? Like, do you think people, because, you know, it takes untimely deaths like this to sit there and make people just cherish stuff like um i mean after he he passed away and stuff any quarrels that you had with your family and stuff you you kind of like put that to the side and stuff and you you went home you hugged them like you showed them love so after seeing that like you're kind of seeing what life is you've seen that life is short life is not always promised so mm-hmm. you kind of Look at everything, and you're like, man, all this petty shit is not worth it when it comes to, I mean, just being a loving person, just cherishing the people that you're with. So that's how that's what I take from this, man. It 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 makes me want to be a better person. Well, okay. The question I have for you is that we've lost a lot of great people throughout the years, and you know, we just lost, you know. I think is a great person. I like other music, Nipsey Hussle, who's a big, you know, he, he influenced a lot of people in Los Angeles. But when he passed, a lot of people were saying the same thing you just said, which is yes, great. Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The question I'm getting is that, is it just like a two-week thing that we're going to say this, or are people going to be more consistent with keeping those, you know, staying true to those words, you know? When when I look at the death of Nipsey Hussle, like, um, I, I knew him because of his music. Uh, obviously, if you listen to hip hop and all that stuff, um, you kind of know the the movers and shakers and stuff. Um, I wouldn't say that personally, and there's no disrespect to Nipsey Hussle, that his untimely demise moved me as much as Kobe did. Right. Because when you look at Nipsey Hussle, it would not be on the same level as Kobe Bryant because Kobe Bryant was transcendent. And 
when I say that, he he was known in in multiple markets, not just including North America. Uh, you can worldwide, say, worldwide. Like he's a worldwide mogul. Um, Nipsey Hussle, even though it did hurt for that to happen, I don't think that he was known and had the same impact as Kobe Bryant, if you get what I'm saying. Right. I understand. Yeah. So, yeah, it does make you sit there. And sometimes I think sometimes it looks like we sit there and only look at people um, in their untimely demise. We look at it right now, and it's trending for a week or two, right? But this will, I think this will go down, and you'll remember where you were. Like, it's its on the same level as D-Day for, uh, my fault, man. Um, yeah, so it it's the same thing as, like, D-Day, 9-11. There's certain points in history, not just U.S. history, that you kind of look at and you're like, damn, I remember where I was. I remember where I was when 9-11 happened. Just right. just before, um, I mean, just like when people before our generation grew up, when uh, Pearl Harbor happened. I, I'm pretty sure if you ask somebody that was there in the 1940s what happened, they could sit there and say and pinpoint where they were, the conversation they were having. Because it's stuff like this that you don't, rem- you just don't r- erase it from your memory. And when you look at Kobe Bryant and you sit there and see that he passed away, I think that sometimes we sit there and think we're all invincible. And it's not no teenager mentality. It's not anything that is being arrogant and stuff. But sometimes, like, we don't know when we're going to pass away, but we don't dwell on it, though. Like, if you knew your expiration date, like, if you knew when you were going to die. I think everyone would be living life differently. Yeah, like, but we don't. And that's the beauty of living life. Like, you don't want to know when you're going to die. You don't. Like, I, I don't. Some people might say, yeah, I would like to know my expiration date. But in reality of it, you don't want to know when you're going to die. But not knowing when you're going to pass away, that should push you and motivate you to be the best person that you can be and leave an impact on this world. So when you do die, you get your roses and flowers and everybody speaks well of you. You know what I mean? Well, I hope the NBA and I thought people look at um, Kobe's life and, and celebrate it. You know, um, that's one thing I've always said about myself. You know, when my time comes, I don't want this big, you know, everyone mourning and crying and sad music. I want I want a party. I want y'all to celebrate my life, not mourn my death. And I think that's how some people, you know, it's hitting hard, but I think a lot of people look at it that way and keep their mentality. Because I think people like LeBron James and certain players, I think Kyrie Irving, you know, they were really close to Kobe Bryant. I think they're about to play with a different, <clears throat> excuse me, they're about to play with a different fire yeah. underneath them. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I, I really I really feel that. I think LeBron, this man, you'll never guess he's in his 17th year, the way he's playing, but... You know, I, I'm looking at his social media and things, and I know it hit him pretty hard. But I just think it hits a lot of kids. And just seeing all the love he's gotten worldwide, you know, from the Philippines to Singapore to Italy, you know, this man was just world-renowned. But it's also, you know, with the good, it's going to come to bad, too. Because, you know, someone's going to start trying to bring up his past with the whole thing in Colorado and things of that nature. Yeah, and, and, and I think you're wrong for that because... uh 
everybody has their transgressions. Everybody has their messed ups in life and stuff. And I'm not even going to speak on it because I feel like if you do that, then uh, you're just looking for clout and stuff like that. And then just just celebrate that man because, like you said, if it was true about him sitting there holding his daughter and that's how he was found and stuff, like we all can perish. We all can like pass away and we don't know when our time's going to come. So just enjoy the moments that you have with your family. Enjoy the moments that you have with your friends and then just be a good person, man. Like Kobe Bryant in the end of his career and stuff. I know there's going to be people that sit there and say like, Oh, he was a ball hog and all this stuff. Like, no, like he wanted to be the best person that he can be. And he wanted to be the best person on that court. And that's what we all strive. That's all we, we want to be and stuff. So, at the end of the day, man, like I salute him. Like I'm, I'm, I'm I think, sad I think, about it. I think something that Kobe is that used to always do. That I hear stories and I kind of see it in myself when I play sports. Kobe was the hardest person on his teammates. Yeah. yeah. You know, I I heard a story today from uh, Lou Williams, mm-hmm. and they got I forgot what team they got blown out by, but Lou Williams pretty much said that. <laughs> He said Kobe called them all soft and called them all pussies and said, take my shoes off. He took everybody Kobe's away from him. <laughs> like, like, you're not wearing my Kobe. You're not wearing my shoes. Playing like this. And I just laughed at that story. And the Williams started laughing. But I'm thinking, like, that was that man intensity. Like, I don't care who's on my team. Y'all better have that same level of intensity with me that whole, the entire day. I mean, and, that, and, that, and, and the crazy thing is, I feel like you can laugh at that, like, because we want to put some kind of comedy um, and and not make this mood so so dapper and stuff like I mean not dapper make this mood so it just it's just a sad moment but you can sit there and laugh at that because like in anybody's job anybody's profession and stuff if you have a team of people that you're trying to build up and stuff and when it suck and, and you're the leader of that person because Kobe was a true leader like there's been times where I fucked up stuff and you was today tell me I fucked up <laughs> like but right. yeah like for a person to sit there and be like yo take my fucking shoes off because y'all don't deserve (laughs) to wear them it's just like it's funny when we look at it but it's true like man like yo it's classic man like yo you 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 don't even sit there and have the same uh mindset the same killer instinct that i have so why the fuck would i want you to represent me (laughs) and i think he's looking at it like you know i'm an nba champion i'm an all-star i'm an mvp I'm not trying to slow down. Y'all trying to get to what I have. And y'all need to have, if I have this intensity, y'all need to have this intensity. Yeah. <laughs> that right there was his message. Like, you know, it just don't stop once you win one or two championships. I want it all the time. I think he was just addicted to winning and competing. And and, and if you don't have that mindset, then it's just not, it's not human. Like, humans want to win. Like, it's just our mindset. Like, you can sit there and say that, different societies and different people have different mindsets or different goals in life. But at the end of the day, when the winning aspect for any human, and that could be from humans that have not made contact with other humans, or it could be in uh Western hemisphere. It can be in Eastern hemisphere. It can be in Southwest Asia. Like we all have the ability and the want to win. So that's what Kobe uh, kind of, that's what that was that that was his legacy, the, the will to win, the will to want to be the best, the will to just have that mamba mentality, man. So at the end of the day, man, we lost a great one. Um, it's sad. Uh, it's gonna be something that we won't forget. But at the end of the day, let's celebrate him. 
and let's just have that mamba mentality yeah i definitely think that's the best way to go out and end it just by reminding people and if you don't know what the mamba mentality is i'm not telling you i'm not getting any money selling this man's book but you know go look at his book go online and get a little synopsis what it is about you know just what everything he's talking about because the the lessons he's saying in that mama mentality it has it's not just basketball that's life and yeah. i think a lot of people look at that like well i don't play basketball i don't know what a mama mentality look at the stuff he's saying you put that with life and it'll work out just as fine just you know it'll work out fine for you and it'll work out fine for you and then at the end of the day man just <laughs> Just keep doing what you're doing, man. Like I said, hug your family. Life's short. Uh, make sure that you live just leaving a living legacy, man. Like, legends don't die. Legends are forever. And your time on this earth, it could be 30, 40 years. Just because you're 80 does not, does not mean that you didn't leave a legacy. Right. Like, leave your legacy and live your life to the fullest. And just be great, man. That's all I have to say, man. 2020 started off bad. 2019 started off bad, man. But at the end of the day, like these people that passed away and perished, they just live a living legacy for us to emulate and for us to strive to be. And if you can sit there and get something out of somebody's death, do that, bro. Like, yeah. And I think a lot of people take it, Kobe. I know some people, I've been hearing the news and watching the news that some people have been taking, they're trying to stack. You know, why is this death more important than this death? Which I think is childish. I think Kobe was a lot of people's heroes. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. You know? And, you know, you know, everyone has different heroes. It could be from, you know, a comedic standpoint. You know, Red Fox, Pops from Friday. Um, everyone has heroes. They look up to and they strive to be like. But I think Kobe, he hit so many people's lives. Mm. Different jobs, different races, different cultures, different nationalities. All around the world, it was something that everyone took apart from him. And that's why I think it hits. It's been hitting society and hitting the world, you know, pretty hard. Well, Tuck, man, like, shit, I didn't think our second show would be like this because um, <laughs> I don't think when we shot this shit, what, 10 days ago and then put it out today that uh, two days ago, 48 hours from, from where we are today, that um, one of the great American um, sports figures, uh, one of the great Americans in general from uh, pop culture to sports to just being life in general would pass away, man. But life is precious, man. Yeah, man. And we we just don't know when we're going to end, man. But like I said before, just always continue to strive to be great and leave a legacy. And that's all you can do, bro. Yeah, like I said, man, I hope people keep, still keep that same fire and passion for Kobe as his death and don't let it just last two weeks. Actually live, learn the lessons that this man's taught and keep it going and, you know, tell your loved ones your loved ones, whatever beef you have, squash it because it's not really that serious. And obviously we always leave you with the irresponsible mentors outro, man, but I think it's better to now leave you with – his last speech and then I mean it's a long speech man but listen to it and then I hope that this can make you feel better and make you be a better person hey, guys you know it's uh I can't believe how fast 20 years went by I mean this is crazy this is absolutely crazy and uh 
You know, to be standing here at center court with you guys, my teammates behind me, and uh, appreciating all this, you know, the journey that we've been on. You know, we've been through our ups and been through our downs. And uh, I think the most important part is that we all stay together throughout. You know, I grew up, I grew up a diehard, I mean a diehard Laker fan. Diehard. I mean, I knew, knew everything about every player that's ever played here. So to be drafted and then traded to this organization and to spend 20 years here, I mean, you can't, you can't write something better than this. And I'm more proud, I'm more proud of the fact that not about the championships, but about the down years, because we didn't run. We didn't run, we played through all that stuff and we got our championships and we did it the right way. And uh, all I can do here is just thank you guys. Thank you guys for all the years of support. Thank you guys for all the motivation. Thank you for all the inspiration. And uh, you know, what's funny, <laughs> The thing that had me cracking up all night long was the fact that I go through 20 years of everybody screaming to pass the ball, and on the last night, they're like, don't pass it. <laughs> this, has been, this has been absolutely beautiful, you guys. I can't believe it's come to an end. Um, you guys will always be in my heart, and uh, I sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. No words can describe how I feel about you guys. And, uh, Thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, God, I love you guys. And uh, I love you guys. And uh, my family, to my family, my wife Vanessa, our daughters Natalia and Gianna, you know, thank you guys for all your sacrifice. You know, for all the hours I spent in the gym working and training. And Vanessa, you holding down the family the way that you have. I, I, I can't, there's no way that I can thank you enough for that. So, yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And uh, what can I say? Mamba out. And we'll leave you at that, man. This has been your boy, Chip T. Your boy, Tuck, man. Y'all be blessed out there. That is so irresponsible. 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 Men mentors, irresponsible. Men mentors, irresponsible. Mentors. That is so irresponsible.